You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Take 
listening to African Perspective, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors, and we say the word ashe. It simply means, so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We say, we pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Timeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say Ashe. We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, 
civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of saint at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted and we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network, on timeforanawakening.com, and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotel family, hope everything is well for you today. Hope you're going to have a good day today, and I hope you get a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hoping, too, that the weather, oh, my, the weather, yeah, you know, if you got to get it done, please use caution and get it done. Because, <laughs> uh, man, the whole Midwest, where 100 some million people are going to be affected by this uh, weather 
that we're having right here in the center of this country from Minnesota, Wisconsin, all the way down into the Gulf. Many uh, temperatures are already in triple digits, let alone the heat index, which makes some of these temperatures 105, 110, 115. Yeah, uh, I think Saturday and Sunday it'll be a triple digits here in Atlanta. And the heat index has already been what it is the last couple of weeks. Well, I wasn't here. Here last week? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I was. It was hot. <laughs> My grandson's training, he's supposed to have um, cross country as he prepares for the basketball. And of course, cross country would be good because it run, you run. Five miles continuous. Build that up. But now we ain't doing it in this in this. So it's been canceled and more than likely will be canceled for the rest of the week. Yeah, it's too hot. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on time for awakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from eleven AM to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can go to the archives at timeforanawakening.com. Timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts and uh, mm. you see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there'll be programs that are dated and titled. Also, too, also, too, um, you can use a shortcut, whatever search engine you use. If you can use Time for an Awakening, you can. Google Chrome, Firefox, Internet Explorer, whatever, and put in the search babaoshi.net. B A B A O S H I.net. And once again, there'll be programs that are dated and titled. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening, of course. We have these two programs. This program <laughs> and Time for an Awakening on Fridays. Fridays at 8 p.m. Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And again on Sunday at 7 p.m. And of course the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. I don't have my laptop. It... Uh, keyboard went out on me so I'm getting it repaired so hopefully I'll have it Friday but if not I'll hopefully I'll have it Monday and this is how it goes but I still have uh, stuff in front of me that I can utilize as we uh, go through this process I know that I rely on the computer a lot and you should, because there's information there for you. Um, but I'm going to use also what I have, what I use all, all the time, these information that I've accumulated. So the largest, we're going to go do We Buy Black. <laughs> we Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American and African-owned businesses is webuyblack.com. Get everything you need from American and African-owned businesses, webuyblack.com. Africa for the Africans, Brother Bamani Tayimba. 
Africa40Africans.org. When you go there on the website, all the things that you need to be able to take a trip of a lifetime is right there for you. Africa for the Africans. Give Brother Bamani a call at 404-931-9429. 404-931-9429. If you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to facebook.com forward slash Bamani. If you want to see videos of previous tours, go to youtube.com forward slash Bamani 2007. Habasha. Habashaincorporated.org. Habasha stands for Helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. And, of course, uh, they have programs here, particularly here in Atlanta. And, of course, they started the Kashi Project, which was unveiled in October of last year. So they deal in the area of sustainability, grassroots. That's right. So, brothers and sisters, habashaincorporated.org. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar, located here in the West End, here in Atlanta, on Ralph David Abernathy. In fact, um, my street, Cascade, if you go east on Cascade, it'll turn into Ralph David Abernathy by the Kroger, by the Strip Mall Shopping Center. Because Ralph David Abernathy makes a northerly turn going towards MLK. And once they make that turn, if you can stay on that street that's going west, that's Cascade. That's where I live. And going, of course, east all the way out. You can you can go all the way out to <laughs> to the ocean. <laughs> but of course, going east, just like uh, going to the new Black Wall Street market. Yeah, yeah. So without his healthy market and juice bar. And I located there. And, of course, the Meddu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Mama Nia and what she's able to do there. And the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia. That's east of here off of I-20. And, of course, the new Black Wall Street Market, which is the next exit up at exit 75 at Turner Hill Road. Tomorrow, tomorrow evening, Us Lifting Us, the Economic Development Cooperative for Our People, in the spirit of Ujamaa. Have their Thursday night broadcast from nine to ten, and so it's on Blog Talk Radio. Go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU us lifting us. But if you want to call in to listen or to give questions, comments, or concerns, you just dial nine two nine four seven seven two seven eight nine. That's nine two nine four seven seven two seven eight nine from nine to ten on Thursdays. From nine to ten on Thursdays. Us lifting us. Ulu. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. Brother Abija, he's open on Tuesdays from Tuesdays to Sunday from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. He even has a vegan restaurant on the premise, aside from everything else. Give Brother Abija a call at 478 256 1166. That's 478 256 1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop. Make it. Sun God Essential, one-stop natural shop located 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. 
Brothers and sisters, give my good sister Shelly Amonset a call at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sanjay Dash Haiti. Can't say enough about the great work that Sister Gabby is doing with the beautiful children in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti. Sanji, S-O-N-J-E dash Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I dot org. Sanji dash Haiti dot org. And of course, uh, Baba Baruti and Mama Yah, unfortunately, and once again, this Friday we're supposed to have him on the program, but something, you know, we can't make that appointment, and of course we excuse him. Because <laughs> I know when things get better, he'll be on the program. I know that. Baba Baruti, Mama Yah. All right, family. Um, the Inya Sisem, because I was gone for uh, a good while, we're going to go over the ones that were missed while I was gone. Because when you start to get into the Inya Sisem of daily revolutionary thought many of them I would say most of them no all of them are gems and Baba Baruti's commentary his narrative after the quote of the person that is being quoted is outstanding so we're going to definitely uh, read them today comment on them if you got uh if you got the book, man, yeah, go through it. And give us a call at 215-490-9832, 215-490-9832, and give us your African perspective. Give us your African perspective. Um, also to remember that uh, this Saturday, uh, Dr. Heru Septentefera will once again uh, be at the um, High Museum the High Museum of Art on Peachtree Street, 8, 12, 1280 Peachtree Street here in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, we'll have a presentation and and basically say we'll be claiming our stuff. That's right. A ancient Nubian exhibit of art and uh, artifacts. And Brother Dr. Heru will be giving his commentary. I'll be there. Yes, sir. I'll be there. August 22nd. August 22nd. The only time an action is revolutionary is when the people relate to it in a revolutionary way. Huey P. Newton. Everyone claiming to be African is not African at heart. Every ideology espoused by those claiming to fight for African liberation is not, in the end, designed to empower African people. In fact, some of these proponents are, are as anti-African as Urugu and their culture and society. Those of us who know who and what the enemy is and who know that you cannot be wholly African within European culture and society. Let me repeat, you cannot be 
wholly African within a European culture and society. Recognize the deep-seated, convincingly intellectualized confusion of the pretenders. In their hearts, these individuals, many of them claiming to be new Africans, intimidatingly and defensively harbor old European ways as those Negro they decry in order to magically become radical. They are not independent nation builders. They have not rejected Europeans in their call for Pan-Africanism. Some even revered a copycat European named Marx as the genius of their method methodology, promoting class over race as they bed whatever liberal who will validate their human worth. They have no problem with European insanities as long as they are allowed to equally participate. They represent the image of themselves as seasoned revolutionaries, yet champion feminism, gender confusion, colorlessness, capitalist socialism, and interracialism. They are neither revolutionary nor new Africans. Given the democratic lie of Western society, they fit the description of what might be labeled new Europeans. Affirm, I respond to revolutionary acts in a revolutionary way. Affirm, I respond to acts in a revolutionary way. August 23rd. Given all that we know about our conditioning and our oppression, we hope do we have, what hope do we have of ever returning to our right minds? Well, there is one thing that gives us some hope, and that one thing is the fact that not all of us are under their control. I repeat, not all of us are fully under their control. Right on, brothers and sisters who are not. I know I ain't, and I hope you are not too. Dropping out of a mainstream sub-integrationist promoting African-denying curriculum does not imply a refusal to study. It is a rejection of irrelevance, a refusal to pay homage to another's ancestors. Being self-taught is an admirable challenge. Developing and exercising the discipline necessary to rigorously study a serious curriculum is uncommon and solely needed. Our curriculum must be based on a thorough reading of our proven warrior scholars and the works they cite as critical to our knowing of self. The footnotes, endnotes, reading lists, bibliographies listed in their books, essays and articles are unquestionably a challenge worthy of study by any African mind committed to its genius. Bear in mind, though, that this is a very difficult process. However, such small obstacles have never stopped us before. Struggle has always made us stronger. You find yourself, your power, through struggle. Struggle has always made us stronger. You find yourself, your power, through struggle. Affirm, my consciousness lies beyond the matrix. Ashe. Affirm, my consciousness lies beyond the matrix. The Inya Sasim.
and daily revolutionary thought. I'm going to read and uh, interject the ones that uh, we didn't get a chance to on the program because I was gone. I was gone for a few, a few days, as sometimes I do, and uh, appreciate my good brother, Brother Irvin Lewis, who uh, steps in with me, and, and uh, you know, I'm not asking to co-host with me on Friday, I, since Baba Baruti, uh, I'm going to ask Brother Irv, see what he's doing on Friday, give him a call. And he'll co-host with me. Yeah. I mean, there is no substitution for Baba Mawali Mubarudi. <laughs> there is none. You know, as I said, I think that he is the, the most deeply African-centered scholar and who articulates the issues deeply. I mean, there are some. Yeah, let's let's be real. There, there are some, but um, I don't know. I I have an affinity for Papa Brudy. Even the first time I met him in Milwaukee, my dear friend Queenie Fama brought Papa Brudy to Milwaukee at the African American Women's Center, and um, yeah, never forget it. His presentation too. Yeah, the effeminization of the African male, and um, and so he's one of the first persons when I came to Atlanta, when I moved here, I made that contact with. Yeah, and and uh, unfortunately, um, I had to break the news to him that Queenie Fama passed. And yeah, she passed. I was living here already, and I came back. And we were supposed to have um, prepared for it. Because I was thinking, I think I was not on um, Time for an Awakening. I was still on Blog Talk Radio, I believe, at the time. But yeah, man. Good sister. And I'm so happy I have a contact with a very good man, a good brother. Uh, I when I left off family, so I got August first, all the way up to the twelfth. So, um, if you want to comment on any of the Inya, Sasim, of daily revolutionary thought, just <laughs> make that call at two one five four nine zero nine eight three two two one five. Four nine zero nine eight three two. August 1st. The cages w- were for the blacks on death row. The cages were for the blacks on death row. The open yards were for the white ones on the row. Brother Mumia Abul Jamal. Brother Mumia Abul Jamal. Europeans are one nation. Their privilege is maintained through their individual and joint performances of duties essential to their system's survival. 
every single one of them is intrinsically interconnected to the stability and progress of this reality. As one, they exercise real power over all in their purview. We often make the grave mistake of separating the benevolent words and deeds of individual Europeans from their national effort. Do not be confused. I repeat, do not be confused. Long ago, the European mind, as one, decided that whatever was not them must be controlled or destroyed by violence or the threat of it. Those who do this necessary nation-building work are all who know and love, whether consciously or not, what they are. Racism is so deeply encoded in their being, it is in, it's in, indestructible. Indetractable. What sense would Mumia's statement make otherwise? Both groups of death row men are slated to die at the hands of the state. Why even there, in the place where individuals prepare for death, would Africans be forced to endure further humiliating conditions? <laughs> Affirm, I do not separate Europeans from Europeans. Affirm, I do not separate Europeans from Europeans. Europeans, it has been said that we helped Europeans a few times. We helped Europeans when they came into Kemet, particularly, and sat at the feet of us. Then they came back as conquerors. They came back and began to put their face on tombs, temples. They began to pleasurize. They began to lie. Because that's who they are. That's why, that's why the confusion is still today. There's no confusion amongst us who are Africans and who are African-centered, who are studied, those of us who study Kemet. In fact, uh, there's, there's, there's Egyptology and there's Kemetology. Egyptology wants to maintain the lies. That's Dr. Owas and his crew, Egyptologists. Kemetologists want to expose the lies and continue to work and, and to illuminate the truth. The truth. Yeah. So when they were studying at our feet and came back as conquerors, but because of who and what they are, they fell in Europe into what is called a medieval or dark age. Africans in the northern part of Africa who under the threat, let's just be real, under the threat of death accepted Islam. And Islam began to spread. And so those Africans in northern Africa moved up 
into the Iberian Peninsula, across, across the Strait of Gibraltar, into Spain, Portugal, in the Iberian Peninsula. They were called Moors. And they were the only light, the only knowledge that was happening in Europe at the time. So once again, they studied at the feet of our people. We saved them before, and now we're saving them again. We taught them how to get them animals out of the castle and put them in a corral. We taught them how to bathe. We taught them how to develop aqueducts. We taught them how to light the street. We, there's so many things, or just a whole litany of things. But after 700 years, that's right, 700 years, 7-Eleven. Thank goodness it's 7-Eleven. That's a, that's a convenient story, isn't it? 7-Eleven. You play dice, right? You get 7 or 11 on the first roll. That's right, you win. Snake eyes, no. One, two, no. You lose. And so, they began to awaken. They began to have, and, and this was in the history for me, Deep, because in learning about this, I had believed at the time when I was in, in uh, elementary school that this was the awakening of man because that's how they presented it. That's what they, that was the lesson plan, the awakening, the renaissance of man. I didn't know it just wasn't about the renaissance of man, it's just the awakening of Europeans. The renaissance of man. They woken and they realized. And they said, we may war amongst ourselves, and we do because we're a very warlike people. We're the most murderous people on the planet. But what we're going to do is we're going to come together on those who are outside of us. And then when they began to go out and then see things for themselves and have sexual relationship with women that they encountered through rape, they noticed the offspring did, did not look like them, causing an innate fear in them of genetic annihilation. And so therefore, we must be in control. We must be in control. See, brothers and sisters, historically, because they maintain the narrative, that's why even today when you see what they're going through with this, uh, you can't say this, you can't say that, and controlling the we don't want to bring up history that may cause little white children to be uncomfortable because their history is so bad and it's so evil. This call may be recorded or transcribed. So, you know, it's a damn shame, but let us move on with the Enoch defense. August 2nd. I don't want nothing from the white man. All I want to do is give him hell all the days of my life. Call it 
Abdul Muhammad, Brother Khaled, Abdul Muhammad. How can aliens safely stroll through our neighborhoods? How can they be so carefree walking in the presence of people they have done everything beyond the human imagination to destroy? They can only be comfortable amidst those they dominated because they know the mental side of process they forced on us is operative and effective. It is only because of the success of this military program against us that they know that even we will protect them from us. We will protect them from us. They know we would prefer to commit suicide against each other than remove those who are killing us because we have learned to see each other as the greater enemy. We're our own worst enemy. I just can't say to you, brothers and sisters, how much I hate that. Hate that term. I was at a gathering of a good number of people and an elder said that and, and, and I'd say with all due respect, sir, you know, we're not our own worst enemy. We're not an enemy to us. But we've been trained to believe that we are. And many of us do. That's why there's such self-hatred. We're our own worst enemy. It's only because of the success of this military program against us that they, they know that even we will protect them from us. They know we would prefer to commit suicide against each other than to remove those who are killing us because we have learned to see each other as the greater enemy. And and these pale parasites take great pride in knowing how well they have turned us against each other ourselves and toward them. Their un unadulterated arrogant invasion of our space tells us that. Yet we can still smell their fear. They reek of it. The Europeans' greatest trepidation is, the, is of those among us whom they have nothing to offer and in whom they cannot create no needs or confidence. Those Africans that they cannot control. Power is self-evident in the man or woman who helps liberate African minds regardless of what others have to offer. I say, I say, affirm, I am prepared for any insurgency. Affirm, I am prepared for any insurgency. Power. Brothers and sisters, we talk about power. Power. Dr. Wade Nobles, who I uh, read, uh, no, I didn't, <laughs> haven't read yet. It's coming up. Dr. Wade Nobles is also contained in some of these that, uh, yeah, it's August 9th, Dr. Wade Nobles. But he, he has the most definitive definition of power. Power is not money. Power is not military might. Power is not 
voting. Power is not education and information. Power is not any of those things. What power is family is the ability to define reality. Power is the ability to define reality. What I mentioned earlier with the Europeans coming out of that dark age, that, that medieval age, and being taught by the Moors, <laughs> being influenced by the Moors, and of course, the only light that was happening in Europe at the time. And then they went out in their explorations. They're circumnavigating the globe, encountering other humans and taking their stuff. Power. They define reality and they shaped and fashioned it in their image and in their interests. Any, anywhere they encountered Whatever traditions, whatever customs, whatever things that you did were no count to the European. No count. Either you accepted what they were bringing or you were killed. Either you bowed down to what they were bringing, whether it's religion, concepts of governance, whatever the hell it was. bow down to the European. So, power is the ability to define reality. Then have, I don't like this part of the definition, but this is the Europeans part of the definition. Power is the ability to define reality and then have someone else accept your definition as if it's their own. Europeans impose their reality on others. Others have accepted their definition, their reality, as if it's their own. The question that we need to ask ourselves as African people is who are we in Europeans' reality? Who are we? Initially, we were the soulless people. No culture to speak of justifying our captivity, justifying the brutal treatment that was done to us. From the coffer lines on the continent to the marches to the shores to the dungeons that, that we stayed in packed like sardines to the hulls of ship packed like sardines. Go on. I could go on with this brutality. That's the reality that they put us in. It is theirs, not ours. So my contention is we shape reality in our image and interests. But we don't impose on anybody because we don't care to do so. That is not who we are. But that's what power is. The ability to define reality. 
and we must define reality in our image, in our interest for our very survival family. August 3rd. What are you saying about yourself when you say that the people you love, look to for love, live with, and have children with are bitches? Pin black. It is the extreme preoccupation with sexual conquest which is at the root of cheating, which is not a natural inclination among Africans. It is not in our blood. We are neither dogs nor bitches. We are not animals in heat. We are only becoming so because we have lost sight of our traditions and are modeling our sexual appetites after the world's morally uncivilized minority. Predatory sexual behavior is part and parcel of the European sex imperative. It is a mentality which has no place in our tradition. However, it has infected us because we are constantly and systematically bombarded by imageries and definitions promoting a European reality. We become like those who are unable to distinguish right from wrong, or rather, we are learning wrong along with how to make wrong appear right. Our confusion can lead us to no longer see Europeans as abnormal because it causes us to think and act distorted just like them. Because we are the majority, once we become abnormal, they become normal. Once we become abnormal, they become normal. Affirm. There are no animals in our family, Ashe. Affirm, there are no animals in our family. We are not bitches, hoes, and hoochies. We are not. But we've been made to appear to be as such and is promoted. When you don't have control of the things that promote the image that promote the image. Let me get this caller so I'm try to get her. Uh, Sister Habia, good morning. Good morning, Sister. How you doing? Oh, good morning. I'm having some technical issues on the phone. Uh, but good morning. Enjoying your program. Well, good. Uh, what? What? Um, am I going in and out or something? Now, I, I had to... It's something with um, that two-man thing. It's oh, yeah. Yeah, try not to use TuneIn if you can help it. You, If you can, if you're on a computer, you can go right to Time for an Awakening. Yeah, I'm not on a... Oh, oh okay. Yeah, you okay. can go right to timeforanawakening.com. The problem is if you're on your phone, I'm not sure if you can get timeforanawakening.com, but if you go to the App Store, maybe you can. I am not sure. But... It, Time if getting time for an awakening dot com, uh, that'll um, help you out because the 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 link is there. Once once you're on time for an awakening dot com, on the right side, almost in the middle of that page at the top, on the right side, uh, you can just click on that and then the, the uh, program is right there for you. Yeah. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. I try that. Well, I, I I really appreciate the program. Um, I think we have mentioned um, some of the atrocities going on with uh, Kenya 
um, going into mm-hmm. um, Kenya, going to I guess they're going to Haiti. Right. 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 And then they're, they're, they're Kenya. And, and how it's really yeah, Kenya and yeah, Kenya. Yeah, Kenya and Rwanda are supposed to be going into Haiti, trying to with through the efforts of the United States and France and so forth. Yeah, they're being puppets of the United States and, and France yes. by uh, right. doing that mm-hmm. so that they can just have the empowerment thing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, and so I, I heard they were uh, increasing the, the the effort there against the people there. Right. And it's, um, such a dilemma too, because the propaganda that gets spread. Uh, I know, um, I know. There's an attorney I know that's a, that he, he's Haitian. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's supporting. He's saying that it's good that the U.S. had the Kenyans to do it because the people wouldn't allow U.S. to do it, and they're just protecting the gang. Right. And he said his mother's there, and she's they they want somebody to protect them from these gangs hmm. so you know mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's really problematic it's, it's problematic because the u.s is the one sending the guns to the people right and you know uh, and a lot of people would say if they would just get out with allow the haitians to take care of themselves and they could do it and then you know there's, there's this other side of, of some of the haitian people and some of the people saying they they want somebody to Yeah, see, what, what, what I would like is for uh, mm-hmm. is, is stable African countries to assist Haiti, not through Europe, none of that. They're yeah. saying that, hey, we're going to help you, you know, and, 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 and we'll help protect the, the things that are vital to resurrecting your government, buildings and integrity and so forth. We're going to protect you. We're also going to provide uh, uh, assistance in agriculture and, and whatever means it takes for Haiti to get on its feet, for Haiti to begin to uh, be a country once again. Because I mean, Haiti's got resources. I think that's the yeah. Mystery. Haiti's got unbelievable resources. I think that's why the stability is one. The 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 stability wants to be contained or continue to be eradicated because they want. Haiti's resources. Yeah, right, Hillary, and they want to steal them too, like Hillary Clinton yes. and all them been doing. Yes. You know, Richmond Yeah, I, I can't remember what uh, mineral it is. It's not vibranium <laughs> from Wakanda, right. Wakanda, but it's but it's something that is very serious and, and, and very uh, expensive, as they say, where Haiti, if Haiti had the ability to control it, and mine it for itself and do whatever is necessary, Haiti once again, not once again, but Haiti would be a very rich country and its people would be benefited by that. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, and they, you know, the U.S. continues to use their conquer and divide thing. And so they have Kenyans and they have Africans on the continent like Niger and I think uh, Rwanda that they're not going, you know, allowing U.S. Yeah. to send them to fight against the Haitian people. Well, in the words, in the false lie of democracy and, and saving them from themselves. Yeah, well, Nigeria—that's uh, another situation where uh, they don't right. right. They don't want the the West in there, and I don't blame them. 
But I don't want That's right. but I don't want the I don't want the Russians in there either. Especially I mean, you got some right. Russians uh what country were they at? I mean, and they were taking out the mineral wealth of the country for for for, yeah, for, for providing for providing some protection to um to the leadership. Uh, I can see it, but I can't remember the country. Someone someone out there who may know uh give the me a call. You know, that um, they were providing t- protection for that country. and Oh, and the Russians were provi- so-called providing protection for the r- country. Right. That's what you're saying. Oh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they mm-hmm. had, uh, uh, in fact, the one that said some bad things about Putin who went uh, missing for a while, he's yeah. resurfaced. Right. He's resurfaced. He's the one that is one of the leaders of these paramilitary group, the, the Wagner group. The Wagner group or whatever, you know. So right. anyway, you know. It, and so they're being real imperialistic, and they're just stealing and robbing. They yeah. they're protecting, and they go out and steal all, right. know, all the resources. And, and see, so they're just as bad as the U.S. And see, that's why, that's why Africans, you know, must drop all the petty differences and come together. Right. You know, that's why the Pan African Fellows Movement is so important, but it, it's moving slow. Everything is so it damn is. slow. Yeah, you know, I feel you. I feel you. You know, because yeah. time is of the essence when everybody else is making these moves on us. And, and, and right. there's some situations on, in Africa where governments have signed, you know, agreements with outside entities who now have control of things that are in their country, i.e., you know, roads, um, Airports, ports, and so forth. This is crazy, you know. So how's Nigeria uh, with this? I'm, I'm hearing that Nigeria didn't want to side up with um, with Kenya, with the U.S. to go invade. But I hear they're off and on, and, and I don't know mm-hmm. what that, you know, yeah. well, what the situation is. Well, you know, one thing too that Nigeria didn't do uh, some years back that didn't go along with the unification of Africa and the African states, they didn't. You know, and I and I think because they felt they 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 had a lot of mineral wealth, and they're going to do these on their own. You know, and now look at them. You know, so they they're beholden to some European entities as well as many others. So the the bottom line, sister, is is that the bottom line is that Africa must be able to control. Africa's land and its resources. That's what the bottom line is. And Africans in the diaspora who have the ability to 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 uh, do the necessary management must come home to Africa. And Africans on the continent must embrace them, so we can manage the continent, manage the land, manage the resources, manage the people. Africa is yeah, still. Yeah, we have to come embracing them with the, you know, just with the love and the sincerity right. and, you know, for unity. Not going like, I understand the issues with like Liberia. Right. Adapting some of the U.S.'s arrogance. Right, exactly. We That's just how... have to have our, our strategy. Mm-hmm. You know. I agree. You're right. And that's right. how we came into well, Liberia. You know, because, you know, well, we ain't Africans. We need right. You come out you arrogant, know. and then the people are not going to yeah. embrace you like that. Yeah, and they and 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 the Liberians are well. We ain't been slaves, although you've been 
you know, occupied. Uh, and oh, God, yeah. So, I mean, God. you know, all of these petty differences, of course, which Europeans will utilize in their methods of divide and conquer so they can maintain control. And that's what I'm saying. All the things we, re- you know, it has to come a point, Sister Abia, that we reject everything that is not us. Anything outside of us is that's rejected. Much. It's not even listened to. It's not even contemplated. It's rejected. Only thing that is relied upon us is what inner workings that we have as African people, African scholars, uh, uh, and so forth, to do what's necessary to develop our land and and and, and, and our culture and, and, and control the mineral wealth of Africa, which, of course, is so abundant. Still today, after hundreds of, yes. today, after hundreds, hundreds of years of, of pillage and rape and, and taking and thievery, still today, it still has it. You know, so I say I, I in Nigeria, so I'm applying Nigeria. We, you know, what we can do mm-hmm. to with support of them because I'm. They call the the rebels. You know, uh, the U.S. will call them rebels, but they're revolutionaries, mm-hmm. as we're saying. And uh, you know, just to kind of kick France out because you know my understanding is France don't have nothing. They just depending on raping, um, just without, raping Nigeria and all the countries. They without they Africa. Without Africa, France is a shithole country. Without Africa, Europe Europe would be down because prior to the sea, the thing is, England, all of them, all of them, Spain, all of them have benefited from Africa and African people through captivity or enslavement, through colonization, through mineral raping of the wealth of Africa, all of them, all those countries. What do you think, talking about Swiss chocolate, there ain't no damn cocoa plants in, in Switzerland. Right. Belgium. Mm-hmm. Belgium, in, in, in fact, they're so arrogant, they sell uh, chocolate uh, hands because of the hands that they, they, they took off. If you didn't get enough rubber, if you didn't get enough whatever commodity Ooh. that they wanted, they would cut your hands it's off. Mm-hmm. And they're selling them, selling these chocolate hands. I tell you, the arrogance of these what? sons of bitches is so beyond me at times. Yeah, and the atrocity of yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, well, so. I used to say, Africa unite and we go together and we, um, you know, yeah. just that the work that we can do with our and see, and see, sister, that is the fear, the unit, the coming together of Africans. That is their fear. Oh, absolutely. And they yet, and, and yet, we don't work hard to make that happen because of how we've been trained. We still train to please Caucasians and to beg for entry into theirs and to be part of theirs, right. you know? Right. And, and, right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. And then, uh, and then other times the, the U S like the Kamala Harris, they come in, uh, with their atrocities trying to uh, say you're going to accept homosexuality yeah. or you're going to be, we're not giving you no money, the arrogance. Yeah. The Kamala Harris of the U.S. is doing that, you know. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of, uh, you know, they're just corrupt and <laughs> yeah. atrocious. And uh, we died together. Yeah. Them. Well. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, my brother. All right, my sister. I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna go to a break. Yeah, so good. Okay. Yep, I'm gonna go to a break. When we come back, we'll be 
having some more conversation. Okay. I say. I say. I All right. Brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We'll be right back. You stay with us. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Brothers and sisters, yeah, Roy Ayers. Ridiculous. Everywhere. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Never forget when I heard that. Fell in love with it. Yeah. Didn't like the part where you're talking about, you know, forget about your past. Because that's important that we remember. You know. Red, black, and green, you know, for the most think about it, you know what that means. Yeah. So let me continue. And for those who are just calling in, I'm reading the Inyasa Sim, uh, catching up on some of the ones that we didn't get a chance to, because like I said, it's just gems of wisdom and, and so forth, and they need discussion. August 4th. Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Sadly, we must expect dishonesty from some of the individuals we will come in contact with as we attempt to build economic relationships with family. The reason these Negroes do this are many. But one is that they see us as dumb suckers so blindly in love with some mythical fabulous bygone Africa that that they will blindly sacrifice everything in order for African people to see the truth. Another is that we are taken as overzealous fools who will give others a greater share of our profits just so we can keep another African in business. Because it is evident Because it is evident that you love African people. These falsified African con artists see you as an easy target for economic exploitation. Naive charity is seen as a basic characteristics of real grassroots revolutionaries by people who do not understand our mission and or have internalized the Europeans' predatory personality. They're being handcrafted by products of this anti-African culture makes it necessary for us to remain ever mindful of the danger they pose to our sovereignty, sanity, and love of African people. These individuals are not Africans at heart. If this precaution about them is taken to heart without allowing it to harden our hearts against those who truly want to be African, we will be able to avoid the fool me twice, shame on me, phenomenon of more than often than not, Ashe. Affirm, falsified Africans cannot shake me from building African trust, Ashe, that's for sure. Falsified Africans cannot shake me from building African trust. August 5th, we know no limitation to our enlightened vision. We respect no hindrance and we fear no opposition. Kidiawadu family, 
Brother Kidiawadu, the conscious roster. Uh, I believe he still has his radio program that comes from out east. Southeast. That comes from out west. Comes from out west, Brother Kidiawadu. Freedom can only manifest itself in those Africans who, number one, believe in ingenuity, humility, resilience, integrity, and truth of our ancestors, who believe in the invaluability and incompatibility of African people and the African person. Number two, see the corruptive, insane, anti-African nature of the Western social and cultural wasteland and know that it is a physical, spiritual, and psychological death trap for Africans who want to be human. Number three, understand there should not be a contradiction between what you believe, say, and do and that a sacred connection defines the level of our humanity. Those who, number one, want to create some new hybrid, colorless, acceptable, i.e. open to European culture, minded people through an impossible blending of African with the European or a more realistic melting of the African into and below the European to want to be African in in a uh, usually hyphenated name only, superficially through wearing their natural hair and draping themselves in traditional attire and maybe even reading some of our classics, but whose heart and mind still lie in Europe. People who would properly be called safe or feel-good African, or number three, want to use a knowledge of an African tradition, our historical glories, an integration-focused imperative of black first to buttress their their fragile ego so they can march into whiteness without being too psychologically damaged cannot help us. Affirm. Freedom manifests itself in everything that I do and say. Affirm. Freedom manifests itself in everything I am and I do. August 6. Our children are the blessings of our lives. They are the living embodiment of the future. They are the future knocking at the doors of the present. They are sacred. We should define our children the way we define. We should defend. We should defend our children the way we defend. It says our religion. I say their religion. A sacred, a sky of Turei. They are sacred. Our children are sacred. We should defend our children the way we defend these religions, i.e. Christianity, Islam, whatever. One of the most interesting things about traditional African culture is that children were involved in the legal process. Their participation was not active in the sense of making decisions, but as observers. They sat quietly as students who listened, learning about the process, so that when they came of age, they would not have to find out how the legal system operates from a formal, detached setting. They were present at virtually all public judicial procedures, some in special training, were even allowed to quietly sit in the back of meetings, acquiring only a small collection of council members. And of course, as members of the community at large, they were present at collective political and judicial adult debates. 
Our children watched and learned without interfering with the process because it was understood that they were not mature enough to think at that level and had much to learn before they could formulate questions of worth. But we must consider the value of that now as we begin the process of re-Africanization because our children have not been raised with an emphasis on the same communal prioritizing values as they were in traditional African societies. Affirm, I count my blessings, I say. Affirm, I count my blessings. August 7th. Stand on your own two feet and fight like hell for your place in the world. Amy Jacques Garvey. Amy Jacques Garvey. We are not them. We cannot be them without losing sanity. No one can be African and European because our ways are irreconcilably incompatible. Not even amalgamation can change that. Our way is and has been and always will be purely African. This is what we stand for. This is what we fight for. This is what we live for. This is what we die for, family. So we cannot ask ourselves the mental societal questions others put in our heads. We cannot seriously ask ourselves irrelevant questions or believe answers which lead to forgetfulness. Our questions must always lead us home. For how can we find your way home by forgetting your way home? How can you find your way home by forgetting how you got to where you are? How can you find your way home without figuring out how you got lost in the first place? Unless you see home as some backward barbaric pagan outland or limit to the place you were stolen from your ancestors or were brought to, you must look further than the deception of white lies to find our truth. I say. Affirm, I am and always will be African. I am and always will be African. August 8th. Now is the time for us to come together with one another. To organize, to speak out and speak up on behalf of each other. There is no time to waste while we debate, define, and discuss, the enemy continues its genocidal attack. Our recent ancestor, Dr. Mantulu Shakur. Mantulu Shakur. The secret, a secret is a secret. If you have one, no one knows you have it. Some words have been so accepting of their westernized socialization that makes them need to consistently be seen and heard that it is virtually impossible for them to keep a secret. secret. Secrets win and lose wars. Unbeknownst to some of us, attention is not what African warrior scholars need. In fact, if the truth be told in this reality, this is the last thing that serious warriors need. Guerrilla warriors thrive on the secrecy that camouflage quietly gives. An Ethiopian proverb says that confiding a secret to an unworthy person is like carrying grain in a bag with a hole in it. We have to know who we are talking to and when not to talk, no matter who we are conversing with. 
armies of righteous soldiers are required for war that return the people's peace and bring order to the world. Such armies have to be built. They do not magically appear and recruits are not summoned in the public square. Our position must not remain a public spectacle, I say. Affirm, I do not seek attention from unworthy persons. Affirm, I do not seek attention from unworthy persons. And that's one thing about Baba Baruti, he's always maintained a very low profile. Even though he, I mean, you know, Yurugu does not come to anything, or into anything that Baba Baruti does. So when there is something that he does, it is protected. It may be public, but say for instance, you you with your snow bunny, <laughs> you ain't coming in with her. You ain't coming in, probably shouldn't be coming in at all. So, yeah. We must consistently work in the shadows and only for the brothers and sisters who understand the commitment that we must have with each other and for our people. Because he's right. There's some of us who just love the attention. Hmm. August 9th. Jegna. J-E-G-N-A. J-E-G. In a Jegna, Jegnak, plural form, J-E-N-O-C-H, Jegnak. Jegna are those special people who have been, number one, been tested in struggle or battle. Number two, demonstrated extraordinary, unusual fearlessness. Number three, shown determination and courage in protecting his or her people land and culture. Number four, shown diligence and dedication to our people. Number five, produced an exceptionally high quality of work. And number six, dedicated themselves to the protection, defense, nurturance, and development of our young by advancing our people, place, and culture. Dr. Wade Nobles. Dr. Wade Nobles. In Greek mythology, Mentor is the adult male whom Odysseus, the protagonist in the Odyssey, trusted to raise and protect his son Telemachus as he traveled the world in search of the adventure. Mentor, however, apparently had plans that went far beyond the mere development of Telemachus' cognitive skills. His intentions as a Greek were naturally homosexual. Historically, in European culture, when boys or girls are left in the hands of adult males or females, they become their sexual victims. And this is what and this is what makes using the Greek term mentor extremely problematic for Africans seeking to maintain a, he, a heterosexual sanity. We give power to others and their way when we use their culturally particular terminology to define ourselves, those we honor and by default 
there and our actions in the performance of those roles. So Africans should use the term jegna, not mentor, when honoring those particular Africans who unselfishly put so much of their energy into training our youth to be adult warriors. Affirm, I am a jegna. And I've done this many times, many times. And I will continue to do it. You know, I'm at a setting and a group of brothers and whoever, and they talk about mentors. And I respectfully interject, you know, give the story succinctly. I say the word we should use Jagna, J E G N A. And and I I haven't gotten a word of what the young person is like uh, in the term of mentor that young person would be a mentee you know and so at one time I asked Baba Baruti I'm gonna ask Mama Marimba and see if she knows. I have to call her anyway, so. But, um, yeah. Jagna. So, Baba Wade Noble lays it out here for us. And if you would so incline, remember this. And to, if you hear somebody say it respectfully, try to encourage them to correct it and to no longer use mentor. Because in the story, yes, it's a story. It's not, it is not uh, factual. But what is factual? What is factual is, is uh, Greeks who has spread homosexuality. Turned the women off. Where did the women go? The island of Lesbo. Exactly. So it's real. This is what they've done. And I'm saying that's what we got to do. Let me get some callers in here. Uh, 334-334, good afternoon. Brother Lusk, how you good doing? Afternoon. Good afternoon, Brother Oshi. I just was checking in with you uh, All right. to listen to this program. Thank you for picking my call, sir. All right, my brother. Continue to listen. I really appreciate that, man. Okay? Always, always. All right, All right my brother. Peace. Uh, is this Brother Paul? Good afternoon, my ah, How brother are you? I am well now that I'm hearing your voice. How you doing, man? Well, I'm alive and kicking, Baba Ochi. You know what I say? If I'm alive... I know that I must do better, and better I try to do. That's it, man. I'm just aspiring to do better. Right on. But, uh, always, always glad to hear your rendition and, uh, you know, the stuff you uh, read on the radio, you know, it was mind-provoking. But yeah. you know what, Baba Oshi, I'm going to um, take a little um, different stance uh, on something you said, and I know sure. you've said it before, and sure. I've probably copied it on before. But I've I've really thought about this because okay. uh, you, you you say that you hate, which is a lot of energy when you hate. But <laughs> you say you hate, uh, you know, when we're when we're called our own worst enemy. Yes. No, I do. And I, I've 
I've thought about that. You know, I've you know, funny enough, it's not. It's amazing because I, I, it's not something I, I, I can recall saying myself, or I could bring myself to say. But on that particular point, when I think about it and analyze it critically, analyze it, you know, Baba Ochi, I think that. Uh, the pinnacle thing is knowledge of self, yeah? And I think that if you do not have knowledge of self, you are automatically your own worst enemy. That's how I feel. Okay. Because, you know, there's certain things which should enshrine or program uh, uh, program you to be to have that knowledge of self. One is culture, uh, and part of that culture is your language. And we got to remember that this is not our language. So automatically, we fall into a category that uh, uh, helps to assist us to be our own world's enemy. And not only is this not our own language, mm-hmm. we got to understand the science behind the English language, because there's a science behind it. It's not coincidental that when you uh, articulate a word or you, you, you um, try to describe a word, you're going to call that spelling. That's not coincidental. Mm. That is not coincidental. Mm. Put a spell on you, 20, huh? Puts a spell. Well, on, yeah. You can put you can put a spell on yourself if you don't fully understand. Mm-hmm. You understand because the the language which we speak called English, we didn't come and volunteer and say, "Oh, we want that language." No, this language was beaten, murdered, raped into yeah. you. Yes. into your ancestors, yes. okay? And you just automatically accepted it at birth because that's all your parents knew. So they just passed it on to you. You didn't. They didn't know no better, you didn't know no better, and we just all accepted it. But this is the language, and we've got to remember this, of our oppressor, right? So therefore, you know, that automatically um, contributes to the fact that we can automatically become our own worst enemy because we, I'm not going to say programmed that way. We've been given the, the tools of the oppressor to help suppress and keep us in this position. Yeah. That's one of the factors. Right. Uh, but, the, but the umbrella factor for me, the umbrella, the overall factor is lack of knowledge of self. And mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to, I don't think you disagree with me that a great deal of us do not know who we are. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. You understand what I'm yeah. saying to you, Baba Ochi? A lot of us, we really don't know who we are. You understand? We've been given all these titles. We've been given all these Eurocentric ideologies. We've been given um, ideologies from the oppressor, religious ideologies. And that's what we think we are. We're, we're so out of our minds that we even describe ourselves from the... You know, it always confuses me, right? Uh-huh. When somebody says, I'm... Christian. How the hell can you be a Christian? How can hell? Christianity is an ideology. It's an idea. It's a set of rules divined by man. So is Islam. So yes. is all these religions. You exactly. can't be those things. You right. can't be those things. You understand? You can just accept the ideology of those things. You understand? Mm-hmm. And you can, practice, you can practice the ideas of those things. But that doesn't make you that thing. It just mm-hmm. means that you're regurgitating that what you've been indoctrinated with. Right. You understand? So the, the, these things, Baba Ochi, in all due respect, are contribute to us by default, by proxy. They contribute to us being our own words. That's the way I see it. And you see, we come into the realization that these things have been designed to do that. Then we start to the process 
of finding out who we are. And in that process, we then try to we, we attempt to free our minds. And and by freeing your mind, then you know you, you, you because in all due respect, I come to the conclusion the part I'm at now is that our biggest enemy, to be honest with you, right, a lot of us, a majority of us, is ourselves. And I have to say that in all honesty, because I see it. I, it's not, you know, I've analysed it, and I, you know, it's not a phrase I use myself. Uh, you know, I, I maybe for embarrassment, maybe because I don't want to submit and accept that's the case. But I see the evidence. Sometimes I speak to people, yeah, and I, you know what? I don't even bother argue with them anymore. Sometimes I just, I just think, wow, just walk off, and because I'm just thinking, man, and I, it's so clear. To that with so much of us, we just do not know who we are. You know, with you... so much information about, so much information at one's fingertips, we are still regurgitating nonsense and bullcrap, which was indoctrinated into our minds, and we right. can't free ourselves from it, a lot of us. And so what really has happened is that those who perpetrated this, that's why I put the blame where it squarely belongs. Not on us, but on Europeans, but on Caucasians, because they're the ones that coming out of that medieval age, that dark age, after having learned from the Moors, having learned from us at the feet of Kemet, uh, having learned all these other things, they still had a mindset that they are better than all other humanity. Even after learning all of that and then came in and said, what we're going to do is that we're going to subdue and, and subjugate everybody outside of us. We may war amongst ourselves because they're very warlike people. There, there are no people more evil to themselves and others than them. They, I mean, I, I've often said that one of the things that Europeans have found a way to do is a better way to kill your ass. They've always found a better Absolutely. way to kill you from throwing a rock at you, through a knife, through a spear, through a chuck, through uh, uh, Gatling guns and catapults, you name it. They develop it. And the modern technology of today is ridiculous. You know, when one person can shoot a hundred people in less than a minute and kill all of them, you know. And so this is their mindset. And so we, because of what they have done to us, we hate ourselves. But the, but the real enemy of us is those who have put this evil mindset in us and have, and, and have us reflect that and, and, and then have us work against ourselves and each other, you know. And so I look at it like that. And, and, and uh, what happens over a period of time, it becomes so entrenched that it is very difficult for us to uh, step outside of the imposed boundaries that Europeans have placed upon us and to look at them for who and what they are. I often use this analogy of a vice grip. Uh, I, I know you know the tools that once uh, you clamp the vice grip that you can't pull it apart. So they put a vice grip on our minds and the knob at the end of the handle, there's a knob that you turn and acquiring knowledge, information about yourself is symbolic of turning that knob. And the more that knowledge you require, the more you're able to turn that knob to release the tension on the vice grip. Now you can open it 
and you can see the Caucasian for who and what they are, you don't challenge them to hell with them. Their minds are made up about their cognitive dissonance. They believe they're superior and there's nothing that can change that. And it's shown to hell ain't a damn thing that we can say or do to change that. And so what we must do is correct ourselves, have the patience with one another to correct ourselves, to help one another, to correct ourselves, to learn to love one another, respect one another, trust one another, to work with one another. We need some functional damn unity. That's why we're in this madness we're in globally. We need some, yes. Go ahead, Baba. I mean, go ahead, can, uh, I, can, yeah. I add, can I add to that, Baba Ochi? Yeah, um, go ahead, Paul. You know, um, also, uh, something you've said before, and, and uh, you know, uh, which has caused me to actually think about, and others have said, and I say, here you say you put the blame squarely at the door, rightfully so, rightfully so. But you see, the thing is, um, we we have to um, we have to give ourselves the necessary tools and skills in order to fight back. Yeah. And I absolutely agree with you that we have to put the blame squarely at the door. But I think uh, there's a, a protocol and there's, a, there's steps to follow before we get to that point. And I think the first, before we get to the fact that we put the blame squarely at the door, I feel personally we have to take responsibility. Yes. And that sounds a bit. No, I that, agree. That, takes, that, that sounds a bit strange, right? Because. Here you got uh, uh, an aggressor. Here you got uh, 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 an attacker. Call it what you want, right? And then we then have to take responsibility for that attack. Well, it's not as dumb as it sounds because the reality of it is, um, if you are conscious that all around you are uh, hostile forces, then you prepare yourself. You get in a frame mm -hmm. of mind mm -hmm. ready for right. the assault. You get a frame of mind or a stance. You prepare the necessary utilities. You pre prepare sustenance for life. You prepare uh, armory. You prepare what you need to prepare. prepare. Now, when I watch our play, you know, I, I find it very difficult to understand why we do none of these things. I find it very difficult to understand why we have precedent after precedent after precedent of... A but yet we don't really fully prepare. You understand? You know, we, we hear uh, about uh, a place which we, we call uh, um, uh, Wall Street or New Wall Street, yeah? Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? That is Black Wall Street, Black, yeah, Black Wall Street, because, you know, there's Wall Street Black in Wall New York, Street. and then there's Black Wall Street, which that, is, that, okay. For me, when I look at that, like Black Wall Street, and even that that wicked and evil act in Philadelphia, where that wicked and evil black-faced devil police officer—sorry for describing him that way—who headed and bombed those people in the move organization. Right. That, that that is the wicked. You know what I mean? All those acts, right? You know what I'm saying to you is this: that should tell us that we need to prepare. In rhetoric, rhetorically, just by saying it, it has to be an action. Meaning that, like, I saw a woman in Palestine, right? And she had lost two sons. She had three sons, only three sons. And she had lost two of them. Now, what Palestine's throwing stones, sort them, yeah? And she says she's prepared to lose the last one for the cause. And I was.
It just it just shocked me out of my life. She's two sons already. She only has three. And she's prepared to let the next one die for the cause. That's the level of preparation we have to be. And that's the level of sacrifice. And to me, to be, I don't see that. I don't see that. All I see is rhetorical stuff and just just talking about things which have happened, but no real, real, real sacrifice and preparation. That's how we have to prepare. We have to prepare, the, you know, with our lives and even our children's lives. That's how serious the thing is. And I don't really see that, to be honest with you. So in my mind, I, I think this is just hit much, much worse, meaning that we're get pressed much harder because I you know with all what's going on you know he, I was talking to an African on the continent uh, from the continent he's from Ghana he's uh, and he, he, you know unusually it's one I've converted in in so many ways uh, talking to him over the years uh, a Christian brother I think I kind of brought him around but he was <laughs> saying to me it's the situation scared me I've never heard yeah. him say that you know, I've never heard him say that. He said, and I, and I know, and I know how he feels. Honestly, you know, grown man saying the situation's scary. I felt that way for a long time because I look and I hear and I think, wow, we are going. When I started this, uh, this, this, this conscious thing, I always used to say, I think we're going back into slavery. And then along the way, I convinced myself that's not going to happen. And where I stand today, I can see it happening. I can actually see it happening because the complacencies, it's beyond the craziness the complacency just beyond i don't know man because i don't think talk is going to win this game it has to be some serious action some serious sacrifice well it's you know be some when that starts happening right. well i agree with you paul there has to be some organization and that's the issue we have to organize we have to organize from an educational standpoint a military standpoint a societal standpoint a standpoint in terms of, of developing uh, 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 agriculture once again for us because we have to feed ourselves. When you look at what this society can capable is capable of doing in their in their wretchedness and evilness, they could cut off food. They could cut off water. Well, ain't no problem with water because we can get water. Brother Moses West has, has shown us that we can get water. He put a water machine down and 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 extracts the moisture out of the air and it goes through a filterization process open the tap up, clean water. So water's not an issue. But food is an issue. The environment is an issue. There's a lot of things. I agree with you, brother, I, 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 to that extent. But to me, the enemy is the perpetrator of those who want to keep us in this mentocidal state. You know. So let me, I got some more yeah. callers, brother Paul. You hang on. I got a lot of them since you jump on, Paul. <laughs> I'm going to take it in order I've seen them. All right, hold on, brother. Thank you. Uh, four six nine, four six nine. Good afternoon, brother Oshi. How you doing, brother? Oh man, Kevin, how are you? How you been, man? Man, I'm doing great. Good, good to hear from I'm you. I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna be long. Okay. Our biggest enemy is ignorance. Ignorance. Okay. We don't, we don't know. Mm-hmm. And to counteract that, in my opinion, history. You have to know yourself and your enemies and your so-called friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That is why DeSantos and Abbott and these other folk do not want you to learn your history. Now, I majored in psychology. History is the most important subject, in my opinion, that 
you can uh, foretake because history teaches you or it disseminates information to show your accomplishments within the world and it makes you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. It lets you know that you are a god and a goddess. Mm-hmm. If someone is able to withhold your history from you and give you the definition and the way that they want you to see yourself, you will forever be enslaved. I say, you're right. All right. So Mm -hmm. that's that's all I've got. Right on, brother. I appreciate that. Right on, Kev. Thank you. Uh, 646-646, good afternoon. Me? Oh, no, no, 202, 202. Let me get you right quick, uh, uh, Brother Rick. I, I, Brother went off, and so I, when I clicked, it was you. I'll get Jay in a minute. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead, Brother Rick. It's good. I, 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 I just got a couple things I want to say real quick. I think one of the quickest ways that we could get people's mind, our people's mindset, pointed toward what we need to do, if we could – work on a movement that none of us work for three days in a row. Just don't work. None, the black, where are the black people at? They, they, I don't know. <laughs> They're not at work. Yeah, day of absence. Man, do, you realize, yeah. do you realize the shock that that would yeah. do to this nation? Yeah. Literally. Think of all the things where you go places and not you but and I, but <laughs> all the places that white folks go and they just accustomed to seeing black right. people serving them and waiting on them and opening their car. And, man, if we just put you start off with one day, everything starts with one. Mm-hmm. If we just one day, and, and not with an ultimatum to it, but just don't go, don't participate at all. Don't yeah. buy shit. Don't right. go to work. They can't fire all of us. And, and, and it might, you know, sometimes you get fired, you get a better thing. Right, having gotten fired. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, but the show of unity—that's the big. That's the real deal. Unity would be mag, would be magnificent, and it don't cost nothing. Magnificent show of unity, man. These people would go; they would start committing suicide. Oh, I'm telling Mm -hmm. you, man. And that's where it would start, because once they realize that these black folks are unifying, Mm -hmm. they know that their end is imminent. Oh, that's right. The end is imminent. It you is know what near. I'm saying? Yeah, so sorry. anybody who's within the sound of my voice, mm-hmm. start expressing that idea to your friends, neighbors, and countrymen that we're going to develop a way where we just take, just they just won't see us and let them see how desperate they are mm-hmm. to leave us the, I was getting alone. ready to say curse words. I know, I know. To leave, leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> leave us alone, man. Right on. And it was starting you know, the show of unity would be magnificent, more yeah. than gold, platinum, and silver, man. I'm telling you. you. Okay, right. I'm going to go. All right, All right brother. brother. I'm writing a book on that, too. Okay. All right. I look forward to it. Look forward to talking with you about yes, it. Yes, sir. All right, Brother Rick. Yes, Peace. 646. 646. Good afternoon, Jay. Jay, you okay? 646. Hey, Oshie, I'm doing something. I hope. <laughs> okay. Hope. All right. All right. So, oh, only got a few more minutes. Let me finish uh, with the Enya Say Some. I only got a, a, a couple of more. 
So I, I definitely want to get that in. Okay. August 10th. If an African citizen liberation movement is to be successful, it must rescue the collective African mind and soul from the clutches of Eurocentric and non-African ideology. Dr. Amos Wilson. Liberation does not just happen. It requires an intentional plan movement within which the problem has been articulated and the means of correction understood and agreed upon by all involved. Any movement designed to liberate African minds and therefore African people must be informed by the magnitude and tenacity of our mental bondage and the fact that we are and must be uncompromisingly African if we are to be free. If not, no matter the efforts or sporadic success, it will never truly emancipate us. If one tether, one several link to this cultural chaos remains, we will again be drawn back into insanity. Affirm, I will not tolerate not one tether or not one several link to this cultural chaos. I say. August 11th. Slavery attempts to make a man a brute. It treats him as a beast. Its terrible work is not finished until the remain victims of its lust and pride and avarice and hatred is reduced to slow that was with tearful eyes and feeble voice. He faintly cries. I'm happy and content. I love this condition. Henry Highland Garnett. Conscious Africans make distinctions between slaves and people who are enslaved or captives. Slavery produces a mental dysfunction in which individuals see themselves as the property of those who control them. Slaves believe in the correctness of their oppression and exploitation and are willing to participate in it. Captives or enslaved individuals understand that they are only captives, only physically bound until they are able to free themselves. They are consciously at war against those who detain and oppress them. Most Africans are not slaves. I repeat, most Africans are not slaves. We are captives. They were enslaved. They have changed. There is a noticeable disturbance, tr disturbing trend, ongoing, an ongoing escalation in the proportion of Africans suffering from intense levels of mental self-hatred. The process of our European the process of our European <laughs> the process of our Europeanization is continuing to increasingly wreak havoc on the African mind. Warriors must know the problem and its source in order to stop it. The wisdom of African teaches us that when we when a reed is bent too far in one direction, it will have to be bent even further in the other direction in order for it to again become straight. Affirm, I reject all forms of captivity. All forms. August 12th, the last one, family. A friend is one who helps encourage you toward that which is good for you. A foe is one who hinders and discourages you from that which is good for you. A kill. We tire of detailing the Europeans' corruptions, chaos, insanity, inhumanity, and breath on spiritual death. The seemingly endless clearing of thorn underbrush and vines rooted in quicksand and thick with poisonous snakes wears at us when we are determined to reclaim every single step along the path back home. 
and its litany sometimes best left forgotten. However, time has taught us that this struggle is necessary because those of us who know we are African cannot travel this way alone. We know that returning is a communal venture. It requires so many willing and and able, uncompromising African warriors as we can find to rebuild and define what has been lost but but must be brought back to power. We have already overcome the fallacy that every or almost or even almost Africans must be included in the revolution for it to be successful. Let me read that again. We have over, we have already overcome the fallacy that every or almost even most Africans must be included in the revolution for it to be successful. No, it can be a handful of us, but as long as we're committed, as long as we're dedicated, as long as we're on that same track, yeah. Here, let it suffice to say that effective unity does not precede consciousness. Effective unity. Affirm, I honor my friends. I honor each other. I honor you, family. I honor you. I appreciate you. I really do. Brothers and sisters, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the mind of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants. They, they can't do it out, and they sure in the hell, damn it, don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shim Hotel means go in peace. Isantisana means thank you. Bibi Fahardier. Bibi Fahardier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. Peace, family.